Hello, hello, beautiful people. This is Tony Floreal, and welcome to the Floreal's Hangry and Horny podcast. I was just sitting here before I hit record, thinking about what I was going to say, and then I said, you know what, screw it. Let me just hit record and say what I'm going to say. So, hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is the uh, first official Hangry and Horny podcast episode. I had done uh, episode zero, which was just, you know, testing out my new microphone setup, traveling with it, and uh, being able to play and figure out how this thing works. So now that I know how it works, we are going to be doing the first official episode in which I'll be introducing my dear friend who's a guest on this show for... Uh, okay, there you go. I have a first brain fart on the show. <laughs> My friend name is Matthew Myro, and uh, we met a couple of years ago through the London Real Academy, uh, put on by Brian Rose. He is a podcaster who started a few years ago, I think it was four, four, five, or six years ago. I don't know, it's been a while, but he has a successful podcast called London Real. And uh, he started an academy where I met amazing people uh, around the world that were now part of the tribe that I'm into. And uh, in terms of finding the others and, you know, connecting with other weirdos just like me and uh, knowing that I'm not the only one out there that's also you know, hangry and horny, so to speak. So Matthew and Myro and I, um, Matthew, Myro and I, we met at the San Francisco London Real Focus Group. And, uh, you know, Brian Rose thought that him and I should connect. And, uh, and sure enough, we've had an incredible friendship these last couple of years. And I flew out to Galveston, Texas to visit Matthew and his honey bunny, Hanamana, and had a great time with them. And so during that time, we recorded the first episode of Hangry and Horny, which uh, you guys will see what we talked about. So meanwhile, um, I'm having a, an event in San Francisco on January 27th, 2018 this year. Um, it's going to be really fun. Uh, we actually had a pilot event in Santa Cruz last year in July. And, uh, what that was is called the magic flow bus. So I'm actually going to read the, uh, what it's about, uh, just because, you know, I want to get it over across to you guys clearly, but, um, you know, uh, imagine an adult field trip where you can be blasted sky high without the use of drugs and alcohol. A full day and night jam packed with the most badass activities. Kick it with the kindest human beings and special guests. Eating delicious brain rocking food. Dancing to the illest dopest music. And access the coolest cutting edge learning and biotechnologies the top peak performers of the world use, all while being guided by a professional team including medical doctors, veterans, athletes, coaches, and business executives well-versed in the non-ordinary consciousness state, 
known as Flow. The Magic Flow bus is for people who are tired of getting fucked up on the weekends to escape their quiet lives of desperation. It's for those who want a health over instead of a horrible hangover while playing with other flow-minded peeps. So the mission of Magic Flow Bus is to provide you a safe space that will health the F out of you so that you can become so clear and charged in your own vision for an incredible life, striving for a constant improvement and progress, and I might add connection in there as well, while providing you the tools and support to live life unimpeded by prior fears past self-defeating and self-destructive old programs. From there, we will get, give you the tools to reintegrate your new superpowers into everyday life. So that sounds pretty cool, right? Well, we're having that event in San Francisco on January 27th. Go to magicflowbus.com. That's M-A-G-I-C. F-L-O-W-B-U-S dot com for more information. On there is a special uh, link to punch in your email address so that you can get an application to apply for this event. We like to get some information from people so that we can curate the uh, event specifically for those that will be joining us. So that is the advertisement for this first episode and uh it's kind of weird feels silly to say but um yeah uh, other than that it's gonna be fun i hope to see you guys there and um yeah so that's that and uh yeah just you know hangry and horny um it's just you know tongue-in-cheek about being human in this precious life of ours and um you know knowing that you're not alone that other humans out there are you know feeling the stresses of life the grind and maybe even feeling disconnected even though we are somewhat connected through technology we've also lost the touch of having real conversations with each other uh facing each other uh, in the flesh, face to face, eye to eye, uh, without a screen in the way, but just pure connection, um, with human beings across from you without FaceTime. So that's just the, uh, whole point of this, uh, show is to introduce you to amazing people from all walks of life, from scientists, to artists and uh, the whole gamut of human beings that I find um, have found a way to live this intense life and to enjoy it and to um, find the, uh, the ability to connect with others and to share their passions, which is why I'm big into flow states because I feel that that is the uh, number one trigger, trigger um, according to science, that locks our attention into the present moment awareness and enables us to really bring out the best of ourselves in whatever that we are passionate about. 
So, without further ado in this long, long introduction, I will now bring you Matthew Myro from Galveston, Texas, our podcast together. Enjoy, everybody. Record. What's up, buddy? Oh, hey, man. I usually like to do three claps whenever I record. Oh, really? Yeah, because th- cool. that way you get three opportunities to line it up just right. Oh, got it, man. I don't know. I fuck up. I'm going to do that so. next time. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I mean, um, that's been a process that I've been doing before. So basically with three claps, you get like three chances to line it up. Yeah, because when you're looking at the, the sound in both, you have the, the three different lines and just, you're, you know, three's better yeah. than one. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was used to the uh, Hollywood, like, click. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and action. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That works, too. Yeah. I don't know. Just when I was doing some of the music recording stuff, that's what everybody suggested. Just that's cool, man. Three, three claps. And that's way you make sure all three of them are perfectly lined up with each other. And, you know, next time. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, that's uh, part of learning, right? Like, exactly. you come from the industry, so I'm like down to pick up new ways to be better, you know? However, I can be helpful. Hell um, yeah, man. Yeah. I've, I've, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say I come from the industry. I tried. Yeah. A little. Yeah, you have more background in well, like sound than I do. Sure. Yeah. Well. A little bit, baby. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's up, Matthew? Oh, this is fun. I'm glad. I'm glad we get to uh, we get to do this. this yeah, is, man. It's pretty exciting. It's so cool to visit you here in Galveston. So cool that you would just hop on a plane and come hang out with us. So well, that's what I do, right? That's what you do. Yeah, that's, man. That's what makes you you. It makes got you it, special. Man. Yeah, I got that benefit, so I get to like come see people yeah. on the fly, and so they want to see me. Well, <laughs> pretty sure, pretty sure, pretty sure I was super excited to see you. So yeah, it's been fun, man. Like you had quite a journey leaving California. Yes. Yeah. I got to escape just in time to not have my house burned down, which was very exciting. It's a lot of fires going on in Cali this yeah, time of year. It's huh? tragic. Yeah. We're all actually all year, year round pretty much. Year round. Right? Yeah. Mostly this summer and fall. And what's crazy about that too is that, you know, we had last year we had such a wet winter and it was, we, everyone's like, oh my God, this is fantastic. It rained almost every day, like five days a week it was raining. It was like, oh, what a blessing. You know, finally, we're not in a drought anymore. But what did it do? It created all this new growth and all this underbrush that once the rain stopped, that just became just like tinder immediate just yeah it, it fed all the wildfires so. which is interesting could we been a drought in california for super long and there were fires but like at the sort of amount that we had this year it's insane it's insane with with all that rain from yeah. last year and the snow like in southern california it's it was the most green I've ever seen it. Yeah, it ever stayed, in it stayed green like into June. It was yeah, amazing. Like during the summer, it yeah. was green. I'm like, this is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so now there's fires in like Northern California. And then well, I think the Northern California ones are pretty much under control now. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I mean, it was huge though. Oh, huge. Yeah. And it happened yeah. so quickly. And then, then there was like what, uh, LA, LA area yeah. and Santa Barbara now. Santa Barbara's toasted. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I've got two officially two different neighborhoods that I've lived in in the last uh, 
six, five, in the last five years, two different neighborhoods I've lived in got evacuated from fires. Wow. This, just this season. That's wild, man. Yeah. The, between you and then my old weightlifting coach, um, which his like vacation home or their guest house like burnt down, the main house almost burnt down. So between you two, your place was where you used to live was really close to getting cooked. It, yeah, it made it. It was yeah, the, yeah. That street, my old street, it's the only street that didn't get fully incinerated. Wow. Was, yeah. And so that was actually three places. So you were you lived in Santa Barbara, yeah, and well, Ventura, in, but yeah, oh, Ventura. Oh, even Ventura. Ventura. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah. And then we know some people in Santa Barbara as well, right? Could you used to do like a business there too, right? Yeah, I had a yeah. that, uh, <laughs> men and women's clothing boutique. Yeah, yeah. Retail therapy. Yeah, mm, yeah, back yeah. in the day. Back in the day. Yeah. So, I mean, those are like major counties and in, in, up in Sonoma as well, where you were up, or Napa. Yeah, Sonoma, Napa. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and just Santa Rosa. It just, it looked like fucking Mogadishu, like just bombed out. And Damn. I mean, it was, I can't believe the way that it looks. So. Wow, man. Wow. So so you left just in time and drove all the way out with your lady, Hanumana, to... Yeah. What's up, Hanumana? Hey, Hanumana! <laughs> Hanumana, chill. Yeah. So you guys went yep. to Cleveland. Your, went to Cleveland. Where you're hey, from. Uh, what, yep. Mm-hmm. Went to Cleveland. Did a, it was really a hell of a drive. It yeah. Went 40 hours straight. Just, wow. Which is pretty amazing. Got, got on Highway 80 in Sonoma. Got off Highway 80 in Cleveland, so just really, yeah. Like how many stops? I don't know. Just to, just to pee. just to get gas and pee. Yeah, to I eat was a little bit. Or- I mean, secretly, I was super stoked whenever Hanuman would fall asleep because I knew that I could just drive for like six or seven hours without having to stop. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, but, she was saying how we have like bigger bladders, much bigger bladders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she has this little like walnut bladder. <laughs> I have to pee again. I was like, that was forty minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, she likes like cool. many breaks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what was that like, and why did you move? from california what was going on it's time to go yeah time to go i spent um i spent a number of years in the medical cannabis industry and it started to really change just the atmosphere around everything was changing and um there was a, a really beautiful gray area that we got to exist in and little mom and pop setups like i had in my place and, and a lot of people did that with the laws changing, it turned out that it wasn't going to be as uh, acceptable as it was, and and the atmosphere was different, and different. Too many people getting into the business, and really bringing down the quality, and and bringing down the demand, and mm. um, yeah, it was just a general pain in the ass, and time to make a big change, and I yet time so, to go all in with with coaching, and and really. Sharing a lot of the gifts that I spent a lifetime getting an education in and, and getting certified in, and it was like time to stop doing it just for myself and give so, it to the people. So, what was your education like? What, where were you learning uh, on the side while you were running that medical marijuana business? Yeah, well, um, so I, I was in the industry for about twelve years and started while I was in graduate school in San Francisco at the California Institute of Integral Studies. Okay. And got to study philosophy, cosmology, and consciousness there. So I'm a master, a cool major, master of consciousness. Yes, this guy. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that 
got to have a really good baseline education in in the philosophy of religion and how different ideas of consciousness arose in the West and also in the East. And it, so started learning there, and then that kind of set me off on a great path. I'm going to step up your your feedback here. Am I too yeah. soft? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what exactly was the you're studying in that major then? So consciousness... Yeah, I mean, conscious that's like not usual major right. one would no, that's pretty, take in college. No, that but it does be offered. That's what excited me though. That's yeah. so in, in undergraduate school I was studying um cultural anthropology and cultural arts and also philosophy of religion. And as I was studying specifically with the cultural anthropology, I got really into shamanic cultures and ancient tribal cultures and really their understanding of consciousness and how they engaged with not just our world that we have and our waking life, but in all these other mysterious dimensions that they seem to know a lot about that we don't really ever get to access. And so mm-hmm. I got pretty fascinated with that. And all I wanted to do was study it and found the one school in the whole fucking country that actually offers that as a possibility in, in a graduate level. San Francisco. San Francisco, man. Yeah. yeah. Really leading, always leading. Yeah, it's a pretty area. easy decision. Technology as well. Yeah. But what was the background or like how did you get into like that kind of cultural anthropology and studying of, you know, ancient philosophies of tribes and ancient people to, you know, understanding about that kind of stuff like meditation and yeah. other like plant medicine type things. What what got you into that originally? Sure, what I would. Interest? Originally, 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 it was my mama. Uh, she uh, she was kind of force fed Christianity as a kid and hated every minute of it. And um, because of my grandfather's job, he was a chemical engineer for Goodyear, and they sent him all over the world. So my mom got to grow up in India and Australia. So she spent her high school years in the late sixties, early seventies in India, which was a pretty happening time. And yeah. since you combine that with really hating all the Christianity shit that she was fed growing up and being around the Hindu and Buddhist communities in India, she really started thinking like that and, and got really into crystals and, and kind of new age meditation techniques. And so when I grew up, there was Buddhist poetry and inside the the plate cabinets and and if I was sick she would wrap me up in in crystals and send me off to school and she <laughs> really with crystals on you to school. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Being in Cleveland. Yeah, it was right? a little different. Yeah, what, what was your like your peers, your classmates thinking when you kind of you know, they I, they didn't really say much about really? it. Nobody really I don't know why. I guess nobody really cared. I got yeah. made a photo more we were vegetarians too. Oh my goodness. So I'd have like a a baggie of alfalfa sprouts in my lunch bag and everyone else had, you know, Doritos or whatever and I had, you know, alfalfa sprouts and a, like a veggie burger patty and Wow. And I, I got made fun of for that a lot more than, okay, than the crystals. crystals. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone really got the crystals. Yeah, or if yeah, they did, they'd be like, "That's a cool rock." Like, Thanks, cool rock. man. Yeah, Thanks, yeah, exactly. Cool. But you know, vegetarian lunches. Yeah, different story. Yeah, that was that was like serious fodder for okay. for clowning on me. What about yeah. your dad? Like, was he like as open minded, or he was just more neutral about like these sort of religious spiritual? Yeah, um, he was or... pretty. He was more neutral, I'd okay. say, like very open. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he married my mom, right? Um, but he, 
he, his family's Jewish. And when he was, I think, nine years old, their synagogue burned down. And after that, he was, they, they didn't join another one. And so it was more about culture and community than it really was about religion for him. But even he's got, I don't know if I ever told you about this, but he uh, has this thing about angels. Okay. And so, and he, he feels like he speaks to angels. And so whenever he has a question or a problem that he's trying to work through, and what, excuse me, wherever it might be, like, um, he's a programmer, a computer programmer by trade. Okay. Um, but he also does all sorts of cool stuff. He's like rebuilding my parents' whole house right now. He's, you know, and I'm guitarist and he's pianist like a, he's he's right. like a true renaissance man he's yeah. he's, he's 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 my absolute he's technical though like he's it's a chance he yeah into, yeah like, coding yes yeah. yeah but also like very untechnical and and right. and, and deep artistic and artistic right really artistic and as far as like being into angels too yeah so that so sorry thank you yeah so he would if he had a question about something he would pose the question as he was falling asleep at night and then when he said every time he did that, when he'd wake up in the morning, he would hear the voices of what he calls his angels, and they would give him the answer as he's waking up in the morning. And that's kind of how he's moved through okay, life. So you had this background, so yeah. when you heard this major in college. Yeah, well... Um, masters. Yeah, well, it was more. It was a little bit more convoluted than that. I don't know if you want to know the whole story, but... Yeah, man, let's hear it. Okay, so... Um, so then what really set it in was uh, as I was in high school, my, my dad's first cousin was a guy named Myron and, and Myron Ashowski, and he was, he was working for Michael Harner and the Foundation of Shamanic Studies. And so when he was traveling pretty much the whole Midwest area, leading workshops and, and seminars, teaching about shamanic journeying, shamanic drum journeying, soul retrievals and things like that. I mean, I didn't know shit about that when I was in high school, but because my parents were so open and the rest of the family was like, thought he was a crazy person. Whenever he would come to Cleveland, he would do a workshop there and he'd stay at my parents' house. So I got to asking him as I got older, like, hey, Myron, what is it exactly that you do? And he's like, well, I, I use the drum to send my spirit off to a different dimension where I can speak to plants and animals and they give me answers to how I can help heal people. Like, Whoa, it's crazy. And I had really bad acne at the time and he noticed that and he came for a visit. And when he, about two weeks later, I got a box in the mail and he said, Hey Matthew, I did a journey on your behalf and this plant called out to me. So just make it into a tea and drink it in the morning and, and apply it to your face at night. And, I spent like two years going to dermatologists, having everything, all the, every medication and cream and ointment that I could get and nothing worked. And two weeks of this tea that from a talking plant cured everything, right? Like no more acne whatsoever. So that combined with how I was raised pretty much set me in the direction. Right, right. But obviously you still have this science background too of, uh, you know, sort of being skeptical, that kind of stuff. But at the same time, you had the experience. You went through the medical community, tried, not like it doesn't work, but in your specific case for your skin condition, it wasn't working. And then this guy, Myron, came in and brought you some medicine from talking plants, and it cleared up. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so now you have this sort of 
way of experimenting and seeing like whatever works works right 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 and you're able to have like because what we're talking about is probably like not what most people in like societies is even knows exist right you know yeah and i'm a skeptic i'm a skeptic generally like it it takes me a while it takes a lot of proof for me to be like okay maybe there's something to that Mm -hmm. but first-hand experience is the greatest proof like i guess at my root i'm a phenomenologist like if it's an experience that i can have that's probably what i'm gonna believe so i don't care if it's kooky okay so after that you went through this this program and then what happened after that like you how'd you get into i know you were saying when we were walking on the beach about like being interested in teaching and that sort like being in academia for like a year yeah yeah i yeah i thought this wasn't gonna be an interview bro you totally yeah, yeah, fucking right? lied to me yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know me totally. man i, I know, right? like, with you right like slip me up yeah, yeah. it's like i'll be an interview all right that's cool yeah well what about I'm, you I'm curious, why, right? why? i know you man but i don't want people to know who you are you know <laughs> fine okay um yeah, 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 yeah. I I always really loved teaching. So when I was in high school, also I was I was part of a, a youth group, and it was a it was the called the Benabrith Youth Organization. It was like the largest Jewish youth organization in the world. And uh, I joined because my homie. I, I mean, I wasn't Jewish or anything. I mean, I was half Jewish because my dad. Um, but my homie was like, "Hey, there's sleepovers with chicks. You should join this thing with me." I was like, "Okay, cool." Let's do that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but long story short, I ended up getting really into it. And I ended up getting really into Judaism and, and the whole organization and, and developing leadership skills. And um, I ran for, for chapter board and, and the regional and stepping out to the regional level too. And the role that I played and the role that I was elected to all the time was the, the vice president of membership and education. And so it became part of what I loved. And I love to bring these new young guys, like eighth and ninth graders in and teach them about the history of the organization and, and teach them about parliamentary procedure and Robert's rules of orders. And like, I just got really geeked out and into all that shit. And so I, I just love teaching and really wanted to find a way to do that. And I thought that you know, having a degree in, in cultural anthropology and, and art didn't really set me up for a job. You know, I wasn't going to be able to go apply somewhere as like, look, I know how to do stuff. Like I just know how to think like, pretty much. So went to graduate school because I thought I could teach. Yeah. And, and it uh, found out real quickly that academia is a, a total pain in the ass pile of bureaucratic bullshit. So I didn't want to do that. Right. Right. So that led you into, you know, pretty much and being independent entrepreneur. Yeah. 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 Yeah, setting out on my yeah. own. And my dad is an entrepreneur. His dad's an entrepreneur. Okay. It's it, it's uh, pretty much in my blood. Mm-hmm. So during this time now, as we're fast forwarding to your road trip, yeah, going to Cleveland, going back home. So you're now living a lifestyle similar to me. Yeah, flow mad, a flow mad, right? the flow madic life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, um, you know, tell what was that like for you and Hanamana to just take that leap, leave that beautiful home of yours and go out to Cleveland where you grew up, 
you know, what was going on there, like going back, what was it like for Hanamana to see like your roots? Mm, yeah. Well, leaving, leaving was really exciting and really scary. Like, but we're both pretty intuitive people and we feel our way through the world a lot. Um, we make educated decisions based on the facts around us, but at the end of the day, we're going to go by what our gut tells us to do. And so that's what it felt right. We knew we needed to leave. It was time. Um, but it was scary as hell too, because it meant that I was leaving what I was comfortable with and I had a lot of success with and had trying to step into my life as a teacher and knowing that that's where I can make the most impact in the world and the most impact on the people around me is when I accept that as part of me and, and be more open and vulnerable to sharing all the kooky, awesome shit that I spent a lifetime learning. Mm -hmm. Um, and so getting to Cleveland was just kind of the most comfortable place I could think of to ease into this new uncomfortable realm of my life. Um, and spending, being able to spend a few months as a, an adult man with my parents was rare and a beautiful opportunity. And, and after a few months, it was like, okay, baby love is starting to go insane. <laughs> my, right, my parents are cool yeah. as shit. They're amazing, wonderful people. Yeah. But all four of us work from home. Mm. And so my parents had a empty house for you know close to 15 years and they had their ways and the way that they like to live. And I've been living as an adult human on my own for that amount of time also. And so, and then coming together was, it was, uh, it was beautiful yeah. and tricky. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a human thing to get some personalities together yeah. in space and, and a commune in some ways. And it all sounds like, you know, great in theory, right. But the actual thing and the dynamics and it was family, right. And family is always interesting. And yeah. Everybody's got their quirks and exactly, you know, exactly. You know how um, that goes. Yeah. So you were essentially there and got into like the online sort of marketing program. Cause you're looking at ways to, you know, be an entrepreneur, get your message out. Exactly. Like how yeah. To, how to get that out to people. Yeah. And that, I feel like that's one of the blessings of my academic background is that I learned how to learn. And I know, I know that's a skill I have is I can learn really well. And I was like, if I'm going to do this, if I'm going to, if I'm going to step into this life as a teacher, I want to be able to make sure that I can have as great an impact as possible. So I want to learn from the people that have had success in the past of being able to get their message out there. How are they doing it? And so, mm taking on mentors and getting it going. How are we doing on time? Yeah, we're good. We're good. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. It was just diving in and it was, it was intense. My mom was sad. She, cause for the 15 years that I was in California, every time I come home to visit, it's just playtime. Right. You know, it's like, Oh, let's go to the brewery. Let's, you know, let's just hang out and have some fun and sit on the porch and have a cocktail, whatever. And, and, uh, this time it was You're like just in beast mode. Beast mode, yeah. I gave I gave up alcohol and was just wasn't drinking and I was waking up between five and six in the morning and going to bed at midnight and just if I wasn't physically training, I was studying and trying to learn and and, and like internet marketing, internet marketing, yeah, yeah exactly, so and, you, and, you and sales and, and sales, high okay. ticket sales and right. getting random people on the phone and and trying to sell them a, a product and course that I developed. And it was, it's a, it's a really powerful and big education. 
and still learning. Right. Still right. learning. So in that process, you follow to the T exactly what they were teaching you, but you notice some sort of things that didn't really translate to the type of uh, products or services in your art of what you're teaching. Right. Yeah. 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 It seemed like their system was very much dialed in for people who are telling for people who are teaching other people how to make money on the internet, if you were, if that was your role, if if you were, you know, trying you you knew how to get leads for photographers, then the system was great for you, or whatever it might be. If if you knew how to to help people with their business, if your business was helping people with their business, this business was the business for you. <laughs> but for me and other people that were in my cohort as as wellness in the wellness world and holistic health and and all that it it didn't seem to work as well and mm-hmm. i mean even people that like were strictly in the fitness realm even they were having some success with it for sure okay um but i found that people that were you know coaches i mean i don't really like the term life coach but we end up taking on different roles. Like sometimes I'm a relationship coach. Sometimes I'm, I'm coaching people on, on nutrition and their diet. Sometimes I'm coaching people through a fitness program. Sometimes I'm coaching people through, um, like what might happen when we die because I have training and what people think of alternate dimensions, you know? Right. So it's like, it's hard to pinpoint where I'm at. Yeah. And so, um, their system was wasn't quite as uh, beneficial to me, but which, which you tweaked it though, right? Tweaked, yeah, yeah, I learned I learned a fucking ton about advertising on Facebook, a, a ton about writing ad copy, and which are really valuable skills that I'll, I can translate to everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so basically, you have been able to now have a business in it through learning from these experts internet marketer experts right tailored to your uh way of uh taking those skills and then sort of putting your spin on it and now you have like clients that you work with remotely you can travel um you guys you and hanamanda end up coming down to texas so like how did you know where to go next after cleveland because you were at his (laughs) house it was getting a little cabin fever yeah you know yeah. Family. Yeah. How did you guys know where to go from there? Uh, so it was actually pretty funny. Um, I was having tea with my mama in the morning and she was like, Hey, you know, does, maybe, maybe it's time. It's time you get going. I don't think that your sweetheart's that happy. And, and, and I think that you probably need to go. And I think, you know, your father and I, We'll be happy to have our house back. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Hint. Yeah, hint, hint. And then, and then just a few hours later, my, my dad comes down and he's just like, he's like, hey, why don't you go for a walk with me? And he's like, so I would love having you here. And it's been wonderful, but I think it's probably time for you to get going. And it's like, man, you, did do you and mom coordinate this whole thing? And he's like, no, why did your mother talk to you about it? I was like, yeah. So, okay. Same day, both parents. Okay. I get, I get the Which hint. We can get into like yeah. later on, like how these things happen. That they just have, exactly. Yeah, it's like, like incredible. So this, and I guess we'll get into that a little bit now. And so my dad's like, oh, you know, well, you know, my sister, your aunt and uncle, they have those condos in, on Galveston Island. Why don't you see what what they're doing with them right now? I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. 
So I called up my auntie and, and said, hey, you know, we're uh, we're thinking about leaving my parents' house. Just wanted to see what's up with your condo. She's like, oh, wow. Yeah, well, we had been renting the one out for the last six months, but, but she moved out. And then the hurricane hit, and there was some damage to the place, so we haven't been able to get anybody to move in. It's like, but they're about to fix that in a couple of weeks. Why don't you and Hanamana just just stay there and just stay there as long as you need to? Like, I was like, wait, like we'll pay you rent, whatever. She's like, okay, I'll you know I'll talk to your uncle about it, but I don't I don't think we want that. And it's like you guys, you guys should just have fun with it. And it's like maybe if you're there for a couple of years, we could talk about the arrangement, but. Whatever, enjoy it. We're just happy that somebody can go to Galveston and enjoy it. So here we are. We're on an island, and it's beautiful. And the, the beach. We, I mean, we've since you've been here, we go yeah, walk, walk down to the beach. beach. It's a, we get there what, five minutes and yep. put the feet in the water and go strolling on the beach. It's really. It's uh, as far as a place to start building a business. I couldn't think of a more pleasant and yeah and so synchronicity was synchrony, happening yeah. yeah serendipity right yeah i never know how are those words different but <laughs> they seem pretty similar they do i think like one yeah. is like more like chronological like time and yeah serendipities like how's that yeah serendipity they're pretty similar i think yeah, yeah. well like, i know the synchronicity is more of like the um it's specifically like an impossible coincidence. Mm. Okay. And I think that, it, I think that we use synchronicity more than it deserves. It might be getting diluted. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think more often what we're thinking of is serendipitous. Right. But we use the word synchronicity. Jung really meant for synchronicity to be like a totally, absolutely impossible. He, he came up with that word. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool that he invented a word. I think he invented a lot of things. Okay. Yeah. Gary right. Young was pretty much, yeah. Right. I, he was, he was the, the founder of a lot of the things that we understand about our reality and our consciousness and our psyche today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's this, so it gets deep with this stuff of consciousness and, you know, sort so of like, um, you guys were on a journey. People talked about like, um, the hero's journey, like Joseph Campbell. We just saw like Star Wars. Yeah. The Last Jedi. Yeah, The Last, Last Jedi Night. was so good. Yeah, there was a lot of, like, you know, golden nuggets in there in regards to, like, the light and dark, shadow, mm-hmm. being human, um, some comedy in there. Some good comedy. Yeah, which was so bizarre for, like, a Star Wars movie. Yeah, you know, yeah. It threw me off for a loop. Right. Um, but <laughs> once, once you got into the movie, you kind of could see, like, this is really cool. It's, like, really relatable. Um, I think for children, for for it to not be so serious the entire time. Like yeah. these, these characters that we've known since we've grown up with the Star Wars saga, right? So it was so cool to sort of have a different twist to that movie in the way it was it was produced and directed. So absolutely, I loved I loved what, that point that you brought up about. How it wasn't just pitting good and evil, and you got to see the dynamics within good and within evil, and good versus good, and evil versus evil, and just it, there's nothing black and white about it. There's there's full shades of gray throughout the whole thing, which yeah. I, is really and cool. That was like the balance of the force, right? Right. Like this is you know um, 
it, it wasn't like binary. It was it was more like this continuum of of emotions within like evil versus evil and good versus good. I mean, that was like a whole another meta level of. Uh, where they took Star Wars, yeah. it was always like one side versus the other. But then within, you know, the the one side of evil, they were having their their issues, you know, and, and the side of good, they were having the issues. Definitely, with each other. it was pretty Definitely. funny, right? It's like well, and that, and that kind of reminds me of of something that we've talked about before, like the the morning demons thing that you've you've shared, and it's I feel like you're you're one of the just best people that i know if you think of like a good guy like you're you're a good guy mm-hmm. you're, you're on the side of the light for sure you know way more in the jedi than the sith camp for sure without a doubt <laughs> yeah but but even you you would struggle with with demons right and yep. and it seems like that's that that's just a, it's a part of life the the integration that balance the to know that we can't shove anything away that we nobody can be a hundred percent good nobody can be a hundred percent bad that we're always uh, some interplay of the two and it's always a value judgment in the end yeah 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 Yeah, it's interesting with uh things like um you know sadness or not feeling your best that day or just in a different mood you have some mood swings yeah maybe you party the night before or you just didn't sleep um have a good night's sleep like you're up thinking about something in your life or like a decision you got to make or a journey that you're about to go on that it's the unknown scary yeah. um or you just feel like you're just not happy with your life because you know there's more to it and you're stuck at some job that you hate and you're just clocking in so and that's um, where we come in right that's a, yeah like yeah because i think we're sort of going for it you know and it's been difficult but it's super rewarding at the same mm-hmm. time and i can't see myself um doing the traditional nine to five anymore like i will if i have to right but um where in the past i wasn't even open to that and that's actually like destroyed uh my marriage well, you know because yeah. i was too stubborn and i did like give in at that point but um at this time of my life, I don't have that same sort of black and white attitude towards it. Like, you know, um, it's, it's, it's more like, how, how can I contribute? How can I serve? And if it means, you know, being independent, not relying on other people to take care of you. Right. I mean, I think I had some qualities of being a millennial, even though like I'm way past that generation, but, um, I can relate to where they're at, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, um, you know, we were taking this path, and it's it's difficult, right? But back to the mood thing is that's the shadow side, right? Like you know, Jung. Um, I kind of dabbled in it. I didn't get too deep into it, but I was certainly fascinated with like the how psychology has evolved. And then now you bring in sort of these shamanic traditions right. and other cultures, and they've been doing this for years using uh, certain medicines, like plant medicines. And then you get into like more modern day, like uh, chemical derivatives or isolation. So whether it's DMT or uh, like LSD, you know, um, these things are now 
becoming more like studied, you know, talking about San Francisco and those days and yeah. your mom and um, the 60s and 70s and like the Beatles and consciousness and uh-huh. meditation mm-hmm. and, uh, and then all these things being outlawed just because, you know, I mean, it, it was a crazy time in history and there was like a blowback of like the type of changes that were happening in that time of history and now absolutely yeah absolutely and and, you know timothy leary as the spokesman didn't help the cause at all he was a little too cavalier and gung-ho about Mm -hmm. everything and i mean if he had his way they would have dosed the whole fucking water stream you know so (laughs) (laughs) so i feel like a lot of the laws were a blowback against his bombastic personality Mm -hmm. um unfortunately but uh yeah, but there was always it's like a middle ground, right? Like yeah, there was there was obviously uh, some benefits that come from uh, these type of uh, consciousness-inducing substances. So it's not like like at least from my experience and having experience with those things, um, it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I certainly think that there needs to be more education because um, I think people are getting bits of it and then sort of going out on their own to like ex- experiment yeah. and like, have these experiences but they don't have like a, a good guide and even with the shamans we were talking about last night like that can be fishy oh, yeah. too the shady they, shamans yeah because yeah. we don't know I mean they may have like 20 years of experience with it but that doesn't necessarily mean that they are experienced with really guiding people or helping them through you know whatever their agenda is and then you could get somebody that's only been doing that for maybe a year or two and they're like their heart's in the right place and they're really there for people that when when things are obviously taking a, a like a more towards the bad trip right. direction right and i think that that's something that um i'm glad you brought this up because Right now, there's this this psychedelic renaissance, and I've, I've heard it called that. Even it's just yeah, like it's, it's trendy. It's trendy. Yeah. It's becoming trendy, and there's a lot of really good press coming out around psychedelics right now. It's the pe- research. The yeah. research. It, it's helping people in incredible ways, and it's really it. It's getting the notoriety that it deserves. Finally, it's we're not more mainstream. It's not just some big names for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Coming I mean, out. Exactly. And marijuana it's, being legalized in these states. It's and, being huge. Yeah. So it's not it's not strictly demonized like it had been for the last three or four decades, and it, it's actually being accepted. But I feel like there's not enough people talking about how incredibly powerful and super fucking dangerous it is too and that's really important to take note of and it's it's not this panacea it's not this heal all everything it can fuck people up it can twist up your life can twist up your mind and it can send you into ruins like it it happens all the time it could be addicting too it can be again these peak experiences where you may be having good trips, like amazing trips, trips that um, basically give you that buffer with like everyday life. Mm-hmm. And so you come back and you feel great. But I mean, it's just like weekend seminar junkies or people that yeah, just consume exactly. information. It's just, it's just like any addiction. You you feel good in the moment, but then you come back to reality in real life. And there's no integration, and you That's, just keep going back exactly. to these ceremonies every weekend, exactly. and nothing's changed about you. You're still a dick. 
Right. Right. Not you, but <laughs> well, you are sometimes. Sometimes. Man. Well, if I have to be. You know? Yeah, the dark side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my, I, I have a, a very pointed dick. <laughs> so I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if that comes uh, Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, you, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's your middle finger on the, on the freeway. <laughs> In this um, uh, crazy Texas traffic. Yeah. The, yeah, wow. No, no laws. No laws. Uh, no yeah, laws. Fuck the law. Yeah. People, people do not give a shit here. It's, yeah. kind, of, it's kind of exciting. I love the freedom aspect. Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's fun and sort of scary. And, yeah. But people are really kind. Yeah, the Wild West. Man. Yeah, the Wild Wild yeah, West. Yeah. Um, anyway, so back back this, yeah, the, the dangers of like the crazy megalomania and people feeling like because of these realms that they've been able to explore, that they have some kind of one up on everybody else and they don't take any time to ground it in because that's, that's the key, right? Whatever is going on, who the fuck knows what it is. The best thing that we can do and the best that we can really know is truth is whatever we wake up to every day. And usually that's a body. There's some, this cool meat suit that we get to navigate through the world with. And, if we're leaving it, if whatever it is that creates this life, that creates this this activated, engaging beingness that is us beyond just our body, if we're letting that just scoot down and leave the body too often and not taking the time to integrate, not taking the time to ground it in and not taking the time to make sure that you're whole again, you can get pretty far out and you get pretty disassociated with what's actually going on here. And, right. You know, and reality is, is what you can get away with. And people start trying to get away with more than this physical reality allows for. And gets- Which is interesting because it's not just psychedelics. Like in my experience, it could be like binge watching these shows or going to movies all the time or listening to a bunch of podcasts like this one <laughs> please keep listening <laughs> we have a lot to offer for you but uh yeah i mean it's just uh sometimes it's hard not to contradict you know because here we're trying to provide information i feel will be helpful for people helpful for me but uh, back to my point like even meditation was addicting where i was like checking out yeah and i thought i was just like you know this peaceful warrior ninja like impervious to the world and their problems and you know it's 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 not that like simple you know it's Mm -hmm. like um but you can get addicted to anything it's not like psychedelics i mean that is still against the law in most places and people are finding ways to go to another country where it's it's okay it's not part of something that's uh, demonized but um, but even within the U.S., like they're going to these like churches that use it as like sacrament. So people are finding ways on doing it, but it doesn't matter what it is. It'd be psychedelic, something that's considered illegal, which is just like we know it's not. Um, it's the way you look at it because alcohol, tobacco, prescription drugs, like those things kill like way more people than psychedelics, right? And so. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's just easy to to get find advice, right? And and check out in some right. ways because life itself, and the way that society is set up to be 
um, like capitalistic, which is there's nothing wrong with that, right? Nothing wrong with capitalism, but um, you know, and freedom. But it's so easy to, when you're searching for the answers to get lost in the search, sure. Then to actually like what we're trying to do is have more of a balance where we're actually like living the lifestyle or walking the talk. And, um, you know, I just think that that's, I guess the next step of the information age is helping people like start to like actualize themselves like in this dimension. So taking information from the psychedelic spirit world to like maybe, um, having like a coach such as you, to like uh, give you advice or advise you on it but where it's coming from is like you're actually living it right you know versus just like telling people what to do and getting paid for it right yeah. and whatever it is like you can get insight from a movie you can get insights from like youtube podcast seminars tony robbins you know they're all like offering like tremendous value but it's so easy to get lost in that and not actually be producing something you're just you're just consuming all the time right yeah that's uh this is where the party's at this is earth you know whatever tradition you might want to look at when you get into the more esoteric and um extra dimensional realms of understanding that some of them have the consensus is that like this is it precious human life right you know we this is whatever your ideas and thoughts might be this is we get one shot at it and with this body and whatever you're gonna do bring it back here and make the most of it here because this is where it's happening yeah let's conclude with that one man (laughs) cool okay yeah that was really cool so where can people uh find out more about you matthew matthew myro.com m-a-t-t-h-w-m-y-r-o.com Okay. Yeah. And uh, what what are the things that you can help people with in uh, regards to like your lifestyle? And- yeah, tra- transformation and performance. The way you eat, move, think, feel, and breathe. I can coach you through transforming all those things to be able to perform at an absolute peak state on demand. Awesome, man. And so you have also a background of um, like weight training uh strength training strength uh, training tai chi yeah i teach tai chi teach yoga um yeah so all these embodied movements as well as uh, absolutely you know working with the mind exactly that's what it's about right you know connecting all the things that we've got and bring it together body mind spirit awesome well cool man thanks Thanks for coming on this show brother thanks for having me this is super fun yeah we gotta do more of this yeah Uh, next time i'll make sure i have more battery yeah, so and, we can just uh, talk for uh, forever. Yeah, totally, man. I yeah. mean, I want these long. I know, long... it was supposed to be hangry and horny. Like, I thought we were going to get weirder, but you oh. made it an interview, so whatever, bro. Hey, man. It's your show. Hey, it's weird it's right your now. show. <laughs> Randy with weirdness. I feel really awkward. <laughs> uh, no, dude, seriously. Good. Hey. Good. You should. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody, and see you next time. <laughs>